Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. How many of you have taught your dog how to retrieve the ball and bring it back and forth to you? Well, having had numerous dogs, and one dog especially that retrieved, I found that the best way to teach my golden retriever before he died, how to retrieve was to throw the first ball. So I throw the first tennis ball, and what does the dog not want to do? They don't want to bring it back. So they want to hold on to the ball and have you come to them. Then what you do, while they have that first ball in their mouth, is you take a second ball and you throw it. And guess what they do? They drop the first ball and you pick up the first ball while they go get the second. And slowly but surely, one and two, one and two, the dog learns how to retrieve. Distraction is the key to making a dog fetch. And Peter faced that same situation in our gospel. When the disciples were in this boat and it was a very stormy night in the fourth watch, they thought they saw a ghost. When it was actually Jesus who was walking on the water. And what did Jesus do? Take heart. It is I. And what does impetuous Peter do? Lord, if it is you, command me to come out on the water. So Jesus tossed the first ball. And, Peter, and he said to Peter, come. And then Jesus decided to throw, as Peter was walking on the water, Jesus decided to throw the second ball. And he saw the wind and the waves. And what did Peter do? He took his eyes off Jesus and he began to sink. And thinking he would drown, he said, Lord, save me. And we see this picture beautifully on the bulletin cover today. Then Jesus reached out his hand, scooped him up, and brought him back into the boat. Dear friends, this account reveals who Jesus is. He is true God, the creator of the entire world. He walks on waters, and our hymns say he stills the storms. Peter and the apostles witnessed Jesus' great power as he healed the sick and raised the dead, and as he had just done immediately before they got in the boat, Jesus fed over 5,000 people. But now after seeing Jesus walk on the water, save Peter and still the storm, what do they all say at the end of our text? Truly, this is the Son of God. Every day, you and I face a similar choice as Peter. Jesus has reached out to you in love, has made you his own child 
in holy baptism through water and the word, redeeming you from sin and hell and death by his cross. Jesus has saved you and me from eternally drowning in the depths of death eternally. And you and I, like a dog, have that first ball of faith, right? God has entrusted to it with his word and holy baptism. It's ours, and it's securely in our mouth. But then when the winds of anxiety come, what do we do? Trouble comes our way, we drop it. We become worried. We become fearful. Worry fills our heart. And we're tempted to let go of the ball when that second ball is tossed. And the bottom line that God teaches us in the midst of all these anxieties is this. You don't control anything. God does. But will we trust him for the ride? Jesus invited Peter, come. And Jesus, Peter fetched that first ball, but then he tested him with the second. The wind and the waves had to come. He had to be tested. And the testing of your faith never ends on this side of heaven. Because remember, Peter's faith would be tested here and it would be tested again when he would deny his Lord three times. And our, our learning is never, is often slowed when we doubt God's word or we take our eyes off Jesus. Peter knew who Jesus was, but he was completely dumbfounded by the wind and the storms. But you know what I also want to add is this. Jesus even sees the danger before we ever do. Immediately before this text, Jesus had fed the 5,000. But you know what he did? He sent them on the boat ahead before he dismissed the crowd. Well, St. John's Gospel adds this point. The reason Jesus sent the disciples across on the boat is because the crowd was tempted to make Jesus king right then and there because he had fed them all and they wanted to make him a king like David or Solomon but he said you know what no way and he sent his disciples away so that they wouldn't be distracted and tempted by that the disciples did not know that danger existed but Jesus did and even right now, I want to assure you that God knows all the danger that surrounds your life right now. All the fears that the coronavirus has raised in our minds, God knows that fear. All the fears as we watch on the news of rioting in various cities and destruction of property and disrespect for authority. All those fears, even in your personal life, of employment certainty or a financial crisis, Jesus knows your storm. But don't assume, as Peter did, that you and I are strong enough 
to take our eyes off Jesus and fix those problems. St. Saint, Saint Peter, St. Paul also says, when facing temptation, if you think you are standing firm, be careful lest you fall. And as soon as you proudly think, I can handle this, I can take on this emergency, I don't have any fears, be careful. Because that's just the time God allows that second ball to be tossed. And sometimes we have to fall on our face so that we learn to trust him more, that he is in control. All authority, power, and strength does not rest in you. Instead, it rests in God alone. Jesus, who stands at the right hand of God, who fills the entire universe right now, is with you all the time. He even intercedes on your behalf in prayer to your heavenly Father. Jesus is always your Savior, your protector, and let's add, your pilot. Even though we sin and become anxious and worried, Jesus mercifully forgives and restores. You know, Jesus did not let Peter go. He reached him up, brought him into the boat, and he took all the disciples and he stilled the storm. He did not let Satan snatch Peter or the disciples away. God tested many people in the scriptures, not just Peter in this text. You remember, Abraham was tested. Take this, your only son that I gave you, Abraham, and sacrifice him. You remember, remember Job being tested. All his kids were killed. His property was taken. His wife said to him, curse God and die. So Peter was tested here. And Peter would be tested later, as we mentioned before. And they're all recorded for us to help us realize that faith is often tested. But to remember that in the test, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. He will not fail you. He hears your cry, and he promises to save you. And he reaches out his hand to scoop you up. And I want to accentuate those two things this morning. There's two things that will silence all your fears. And the first is Jesus' word, his comforting word. And the second is his outstretched hand. The first is his word. And you know how he reaches out his hand to us now? Through his sacraments. Jesus says here, trust in God when all seems lost. Trust my word that I am very God's very own son. And I love you more than you could ever imagine. Trust my word when I say to you as God's dear child, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Trust my word that even when you face death itself, I go and prepare a place for you and will never forsake you. God promises you an inheritance that will never perish, spoil, or fade away even though we die. The storms of life will come. And we've been experiencing some of those storms. But God always uses those like a second ball he tosses to test faith. 
And in spite of being spooked, Jesus says in the midst of it, take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. He assures you with his word that is with you. And I can't tell you how many times pastors do this as they assure people of God's peace in the midst of storms. Jesus is with you no matter your trouble, your grief, your unemployment, tragic death, or marital strife. Take heart. Do not be afraid. The storm may not immediately pass, but knowing that Jesus loves you and is with you and forgives you means everything. And today, you are forgiven all of your sins. You are forgiven all those times you've taken your eyes off Jesus. You're forgiven all your iniquities. And he is always your advocate who loves you and takes your needs to the Father. But that's not all. He also reaches out to you with his loving arm in the sacrament. Do you know what we call this space? We call it the nave. Do you know why we call it that? Nave means water. It's where we get the word navy or ship. Peter refers to what saved Noah and his family from the water. It was being in the ark. Do you know that you're saved here by being in the ark this morning? You are in the ark of God's church. How do you know you're in the ark? Because you're God's baptized child. He's redeemed you. He's promised to save you. And the baptismal waters not only saved Noah and his family, but those baptismal waters also saved everyone in the Red Sea. Saved them from the Egyptians. We dig holes in our own lives when we worry and stress and we plunge ourselves into danger. But Jesus, even then, in the midst of the danger that we sometimes create, he still reaches out and love and he catches you by the hand. And he reaches out his hand today to scoop you back in the boat. And he reaches out his hand to you with his body and blood. Jesus gives you in the supper today his body and blood to forgive you all your sins. And just like a vine, he pulls you into himself as one of his dear branches. And every time we receive the supper, Jesus assures you of his love and his presence as he gives you himself. Dear friend, do you trust Jesus in the midst of the storms you face? I cannot promise you always will. Sometimes you will, and sometimes you won't. But I can promise you this. Jesus is with you all the time, every single day in the midst of any storm. His word assures you that he is with you, and that he loves you, and is in the midst of any trial with you. And then he reaches out his hand today and he scoops you up through holy baptism and holy communion trust his word and trust his outstretched hands in love for you 
when the first ball is thrown and you have it, remember, a second ball is coming. But we don't need to let go of the first. Trust God when all seems lost. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.